0: On Sunday, Josh began a new series titled Home, where we'll be taking a few weeks to consider what it means to be a part of the faith family at Broadmoor and, more broadly, what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. Pastor Josh kicked off the series by guiding us to look at what is commonly known as the Great Commission found in Matthew chapter 28. Today, we're talking about what Jesus meant by calling us to go and make disciples and who he was speaking to. And even how that should flesh out in a world that is increasingly hostile toward the truth of God's word. It's a great discussion today, and we're glad that you've joined us for it. This is After the Message. Hey, guys, welcome to the podcast today. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey Mike. Good to see you. Glad you're in the room. It's great to be seen. It is. It this is. is my first
1: time on a podcast with you in probably six weeks. Yeah, me too. I know.
0: Doesn't it feel good, Mark? Gosh, it feels fantastic. Yeah.
1: I'm so happy today to be here. <laughs> no pressure. I'm just chilling out on the couch. No introduction that you're going to do at the end? Nope. Don't have to do that introduction.
0: We do oh, well. Hey, but thank you for
2: hosting and doing I what you did. I was delighted well. to do it. It's such was a, a good stretching job. moment for me.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I grew. We I all grew the months. last month. Yeah,
2: right? our yeah. our listeners called in and said how much they loved it. All four of them they called and said how much <laughs> they love Mark. And the, <laughs> sign him up for next time. That's the, the other, other four hundred said we're not listening until Mike comes. <laughs> <out."> <laughs> Just let us know when we get a new host. Yeah, <laughs> when, when
1: Mike's back, we're back on. Uh, well, good news, Mike is back.
0: Yeah, we are glad you're here. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. Um, Sunday was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, so it was move up Sunday, which is traditionally mm-hmm. a big day for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we had, uh, gosh, I don't, I don't know if it was a record, but it it felt like a record attendance in recent, mm-hmm. like in recent history. Uh, I think we had just, um, just over 2000 people, mm-hmm. uh, worshiping on yeah. campus Sunday. Yes. And, um, so that felt
2: really good. It, it did. That is, oh, good. It and, uh, and for those who may may listen and haven't been, maybe they don't come to Broadmoor. Uh, how how big of a flex that is, and not flexing like we're great, but flex like uh, how dynamic the change is. Like Fourth of July weekend, or maybe the weekend prior to that, we had right at a thousand people mm-hmm. there, and so you know yeah. we we're a church that can expand and contract mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. often dramatically. <laughs> right. Yeah, it often do. It depends on <laughs> yes. who's playing where and
0: and That's what's right. going on, and yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was good, but of course it, it presents some challenges, and and uh, you know uh, mm-hmm. with where we put everybody and, <laughs> and finding seats in the room. Yes. And, uh, you know, one of the things we're trying to be really intentional about, cause we love our schedule. Mm-hmm. We yeah. love, uh, being all in one service together. And we uh,
2: love doing one service. Yeah. Well, that, that too, <laughs> that you nice. were trying to make it nicer. Is that than it really is. <laughs> yeah. we, I love to preach one time. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, but you know, there is something that feels really good about everybody being in the same room mm-hmm. at the same yeah. time. That's right. And, yeah. uh, and and the energy that comes mm. with that. And we want to stay that way as long mm-hmm. as possible. Um, and we know that, that as we get up over 2,000 yeah. people in attendance, I mean, <laughs> it, that gets more and more struggle. To to Our them, number
2: right? has so, always been 2,000 when we <laughs> have to start the conversation. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, have we bumped
3: that up? This week we bumped that up. Well, now I think, yeah. I think we're
2: going with technicalities <laughs> because I think the technical <laughs> count was 1,993 in, in the room? In the room, yeah. yeah. Because there were people standing right outside, or yeah. not in a seat, standing up, and we didn't count them. <laughs> uh, so we were well over 2,000. But yeah. because we want to feel right. better about our decision making, mm. we're like, you know, really oh, close to 2,000. Yeah, we hadn't hit 2,000 <laughs> yet.
0: Well, but you know, I, I love the intentionality that we're 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 trying to to show in in you know making one service possible as long as, as we can. Yes. That's right. I mean, so, you know, if, if you haven't noticed, if you're listening and, and you've, you've been on campus, you you've probably noticed the past couple of weeks, we've been much more intentional about uh, ushering people mm-hmm. to seats because we know that it's becoming harder to find mm-hmm. seats. And yeah. so uh, we want to really help people find uh, places to sit and kind of relieve that discomfort from them, you know, standing uh-huh. at the door, just looking. Um, but uh also, you know we're we're asking people to to try to move toward the center of the the rows mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to free up seats and, and make it easier for people as they come in to to find places to sit that's right. mm-hmm. And all those things, really, it's not to make people feel uncomfortable. I have to sit in a seat that, that right. you know I don't you know I, that's my seat. I don't want to move that seat. Um, it's really just to to help us all enjoy this one service yeah. thing as long as we can. That's right, so yeah.
3: It created a lot of tension in me, though. I had this ethical dilemma because y- y'all were saying move to the center, Yeah. but I try to sit on the edge in case I need to come down at <laughs> yeah. the end of the service or go help you know, pass out books, and there was this like, oh, you are telling didn't, me to so move, do you do. You didn't model but it I well, don't want to move. Well, that's yeah. exactly what and I felt too. my kids like too. are watching me. They're mm-hmm. like, do yeah. we move? Do we not
1: move? Well, and those ushers who were trying to find seats yeah. would come down, and I know they were us. looking at me thinking. I know. <laughs> yeah. If you can't get the pastors to move over, how are we going to get everybody else to move <laughs> over? Oh, boy. We, we need like yeah. a hall pass or something. So what did y'all do? There. I sat my butt right where I was. <laughs> yeah. I did too. Yep. Well, and, and, and I, mean, I, I <laughs> felt loaded with guilt. The whole yeah. time. All right,
4: so I'll let you guys in on a secret, Okay. So if you sit right at the corner of the platforms that hold the cameras, ah. you can slip out, but it, hey, it's not a but seat.
3: But technically not on the end. That's right. Mm, so There you go. Well, that a great So we have yeah. pastors who work the system or and don't listen sit, to instructions. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's,
0: that's what I'm getting at. Hey, oh, I've, I've
3: already been thinking about it, because if you sit on the edge but sit far enough down, there's only a few seats, right? Yeah, and that's so right. And so my family can take up the whole thing. There you go, yeah. And then we're... Technically, in the middle and on the yeah, end. So, that's what you need right. to do. You need that's to
1: combine it. families and put the pastors on either edge. The things your right. pastors hey, are yeah. thinking so, about yeah, before yeah, the is. service.
3: Right. Well, amazing. I will say
0: that it's 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 like <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to express what it feels like to stand at the front of the room and really try to make a case for and, and request. Hey, would you mind you know just help? Help us and and help you, you know, right. get up and let's just slide in toward the center and and free up some seats on the edge and then to just have people like just stare, just at, stare you, at you, man. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I <laughs>
2: felt for you because you. So for those who may not have been there in the moment, like you do that at the top of the service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only do we have the ability as Broadmoor to flex over weeks of time, <laughs> but we have this really unique ability <laughs> that at the beginning of our service, although the Sunday we had over two thousand people, really yep. after all counts, we're almost twenty one. 100 people when you gave that announcement there couldn't have been 500 people in the room. <laughs> right, yeah. right. And they're like, truly. Looking around going, why do so, I need to Yeah, move? they're mm-hmm. looking around saying, Mike, what are you talking about? We have plenty of space. But in the time, like 15 minutes after mm-hmm, that, yeah. mm-hmm. it is a flood of yeah, humanity is, coming right. into that room. Yes.
0: So anyway, uh, you know, this is not really the focus of the podcast today, but,
2: <laughs> but we need you to help us. If you yeah. are this uh, week, we're we were on to a the podcast, yeah. I was
1: just sitting here talking about attendance <laughs> yeah. and I looked at Corey and I could tell he was thinking, hey guys, let's yeah. get on the topic.
0: Keep but He's going, Corey. <laughs> but for those listening, uh, really, uh, we do we do ask. I mean, you, you could you could be a huge help to us uh, just by uh, thinking a little more intentionally about sitting toward the middle of the rows and, and freeing up seats. Uh, you know, if if you find yourself on the end of a row and there's some empty seats next to you toward the center,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, go fill them because uh, it really really helps our ushers mm-hmm. and everybody coming in who, who come in late uh, mm-hmm. to find places to sit. But. Um, all that said, <laughs> we did start a new series Sunday, yes, and we did. Uh, that, that is going to be a four-week series. Four, not Because last three. week I said three. No, I know. We have three weeks left, though. That's right. Um, and the series is titled Home. And, and so, you know, a couple times a year we're trying to uh, really talk about uh, membership expectations and, and you know, uh, what, who do we need to be as people at Broadmoor. And, um, and so this is that plus some right? Because we're, right. we're talking a lot about, uh, you know, our mission, uh, our values. We're going to be talking about our strategy, like how we accomplish these things, and then about uh, our outcomes or, or, or how do we measure, how do we know if we're mm-hmm. actually accomplishing what it is we're setting out to do. So those are the things we're going to cover throughout this series. Uh, this week, it was really more mission-oriented. That's right. And uh, and Josh, you spoke from, uh, uh, from the book of Matthew, chapter 28, the, the Great Commission, and... Um, uh, so it was I mean great message. How, how did it feel for you as you got up to, to start that hmm. this week?
2: It, yeah, it felt good. Um, I, I do think there's a tension right? So uh, I've preached this mess I've preached this passage a lot. Um, this was my view of a call sermon um, or at least the passage was. Mm-hmm. And I think in my two years here uh, from from the stage on a Sunday morning, I probably preached that passage four times. Um, and I don't think it's wrong. I, I think maybe that's not even enough. Um, because if we truly believe that is the the call on all of our lives, like I don't I don't know if you can be told that enough or be reminded of that enough. Uh, I was going to start the service with the, the Martin Luther uh, quote or at least the the quote that's ascribed to him or his time frame. Um, that there was a time Martin Luther, the Protestant reformer, fifteen hundreds, um, the breaking away from the Catholic Church to to to, to form Protestant theology, Protestant church. And, and he got in front of his church as a pastor and he preached the same message, the gospel message six weeks in a row. And so one of his, one of his elders comes up to him and says, Hey, pastor, why, why do you continually preach the same message to us? Like almost like, Hey, do do you know what you're doing? Mm -hmm. And he said, Hey, listen, I, I tell you what, when you guys start listening to the message, I'll stop preaching the message. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the premise behind it, you know, Martin Luther, you got to know his backstory. He was spicy, <laughs> uh, and and you know he he probably did things a lot differently than we would. But I think the heart behind it is something so important, like the gospel, like like the mission that Christ has left to us. We can't hear it enough. Right. Um, we need to be reminded of that mis- mission almost every single day. It was the whole purpose behind the Shema, mm-hmm. when we go back to Deuteronomy six, mm-hmm. and and literally their call was. Remember it multiple to six times a day. Remember when you wake up, when you go out, when you come in, when you sit down, when you go to bed, when you arise, don't forget it because it's the most important thing. So, yeah, so good. all that to say, it felt good, um, but I prayed, prayed, prayed that God would make it fresh. Not, mm-hmm. not new, not different. I'm not looking for a new angle, mm-hmm. um, but, but to be fresh, that yep. it's not like, oh boy, here we go, great commission again. Um, and I feel like it was fresh. I yeah. feel like um, the Lord gave great grace in that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so it was fresh for me. Um, to, to preach it and so that that's all mm-hmm. I could ask for that's great I'll, yep. mm-hmm. I just real quick on that it, one of
1: the things that that I uh, think about when when you talk about repetition for that um, we face the same messaging every day all day from media mm-hmm. radio mm-hmm. whatever we mm-hmm. social media we it, it just hits us and it's messages that are subtle yep. Mm-hmm. But they make a difference in our thoughts and mm-hmm. in our pattern right. and mm-hmm. our frame. And to think that we shouldn't discipline ourselves to remember truth consistently every single day. Every right? day. Mm-hmm. Always be reminded. Always fill our mind with truth. Um, to think that we don't
0: need to do that to combat the other stuff, I think, is... Um, mm-hmm. man, that's <laughs> that's exactly right. Short and thing. The fact that you bring that up, I think, is really interesting because that's, that's a lot of where... Much of our discussion in our life group mm-hmm. uh, is centered around some of that because um, so we are being bombarded with messages that mm-hmm. that really instill uh, cultural values mm-hmm. right in, sure. into us without even realizing it. Um, yet you know what we what we're calling people to do and what the what Scripture calls us to do as disciples and as people who make disciples is really countercultural, mm-hmm. especially in this post-Christian sort of uh, day because. You know, the culture says, um, you do you, mm-hmm. I'll do me, um, live and let love, you know, let's yeah. let's we be tolerant of one another and you determine your own truth. It's based on your feelings, your emotions, um, and in you know, what we're calling people to and what this passage calls people to really is is it implies, hey, there's a standard here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in our, like, we need to hold one another to that. Mm-hmm. So basically the opposite of what culture is telling mm-hmm. us to do. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I want you to call it out me when you see something that doesn't that doesn't measure up to that standard, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do the same for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we, we really spent time talking about how, you know, it, it often feels uncomfortable to us yeah. because of... It's so countercultural, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think you know the uh, what I love about the design of this this sermon series. Now, um, what people may not know is whenever we when we design a sermon series, although I'm going to be the lead communicator, um, there's so many people that go into the the designing of that. Not just what you see, um, but also the content that you're going to get through life groups and the questions that are going to be asked. Uh, and I think one of my favorite parts is, is each one of these weeks have questions designated to them. And to mm-hmm. what Mike is saying, um, they're 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 very clear. And yesterday's questions was kind of two-part. Uh, who are we going to be as a church mm-hmm. and what are we going to do as a church? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think those are two fundamental things that we need to be reminded of every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, because many of us walk around with a, a to-do list. Every single day, our day would not be done effectively or efficiently if we don't have that to-do list. No. We literally have a to-do list for us in front of <laughs> us whenever we answer the questions, who are we going to be and what are we going to do? Well, what are you going to do today, believer? You're going to go out and make a disciple. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do that by intentionally as you are going, you're going to do that. You're going to do that by baptizing uh, and all that that implies. And then, then I think as the long haul um, unfolds, you're going to do that by teaching. Teaching them to obey everything that the Lord has taught you to obey, and then mm-hmm. there's almost this idea of, and then as the Lord continues to teach you and grow you, you're going to continue to teach them and grow them, mm-hmm. um, and and that's your to-do list. So however that that functionally works out for you, that's that's for you and the Lord to sort out. But that's your to-do list mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. single day to to hold it right in front of you. Yeah. So I think uh, sometimes that's we kind of... we feel like oh, we don't need a a list that that's too that's too uh, Prescriptive? No, it's not. We need it. We we desperately need it. Well,
3: and even as you think of a to do list, I know for me, I mean, I may have ten things on my list, but they're not all equal importance. Uh There are some that are like Mm -hmm. that has to be done, and there are others that's like it'd be nice if I got that done. And there's some I really don't want to do, and they'll stay on there for a long time. But when it comes to of all the things Jesus could have left his disciples with, you know. He didn't just leave them. Here's a couple of things that might be nice for you to do every now and then. Yeah. This is really it. I mean, it's he's like, hey, I'm leaving, guys. And yeah. here's here's what I want you to do moving forward. Yeah. And so why is it so hard for us to, as believers, to keep that in front of us? Because I know for me, I mean, I can I can drift and then it's like, okay, I'm living my life. That's right. I'm being a, quote, good Christian, whatever that means, mm-hmm. but this may not be in the forefront of my mind on a
0: day-to-day right. yeah. basis. Or you know? we tend to compartmentalize, right? So, I mean, I think it was you that, uh, when we were talking before we recorded this, uh, was talking about, you know, Josh, you emphasized the, you know, the word go mm-hmm. in that passage, go therefore yeah. into all mm-hmm. the world, um, you know, is is really, it's as you are going, because a lot of us tend to compartmentalize that, and it's like, okay... I'll go like I'm going to go on a mission trip this summer right. or whatever, right. mm-hmm. and that's that's when I make disciples, you know, mm-hmm. um, or do evangelism, mm-hmm. you know, or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but really, what we're called to do is is like as we're going, doing all the other things we do. Like this is this is to be integrated
2: into that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. right. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, and all of it, right? So it's yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's not but it's not uh, either or. It's both and, Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we we are to go on the trips, but as you are going. But there's no off time, right? Right, and I have to remind remind myself of that. I hate going to the grocery store, although I love groceries. Uh, <laughs> I love to eat, yeah. but it's you know it's you get there and people aren't going to go the, as fast as you want to go, and seemingly the aisle that you want to go on is going to be full. And I have to remind myself disciple making, disciple making, yeah. disciple making, yeah. and not throw mm-hmm. your buggy at these people. Do <laughs> right. you ever? Yeah, but do you ever go to the grocery store and
1: hope you see nobody you know?
0: <laughs> uh, yes. My wife hopes that for me all the time because I, I tend to take long time. I shouldn't people.
1: say that on a podcast because I love seeing people that I know. I do too. But, but there are times where I'm like I'm in a hurry. Right. I just need to go just get milk and bread, right. hide,
2: uh-huh. and get back out. You know what I do? I would love <laughs> to be off mission. You know when I do that is I'll put in my ear pods <laughs> and I'll walk through the store and most of the time they're not on but it's just it like looks like they are Yeah, and people, Oh, now they bro, know though You now just uh, call Now they no, know No, I mean, you know I could, I could be listening to this podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, I could be there <laughs> thinking and I loved our podcast so much I, mean, I want to listen to it It's probably yeah. what I'm doing
0: You know, it's worked but for me historically in that is just put on a hat Like, uh, <laughs> people people tend to identify me with my hair and yeah. so it's yeah. like you Cover the hair you uh, so cover Mike they, I mean, so has gone I, it, it, Rather than people stopping me I'll just get these weird looks like, wait I think
2: I know you I think I know you, uh, mine is similar but sorry. opposite <laughs> <laughs> You
4: put a wig on? Yeah They,
2: they, they remember me by not my hair
4: <laughs> But you know
2: I. Oh go ahead,
4: go ahead. I, well, I was thinking back to Mark reminded us of something During the staff prayer time on Sunday mm-hmm. And I think it's a, a tendency As we're going Sometimes we hurry on to the next task mm-hmm. And the next thing on the list That's right. And we forget to look for people mm-hmm. And I think you reminded us on Sunday Hey, just I, I pray that we'll slow down. Mm-hmm. That we'll be mindful of the conversations we're going to have, the the people that we're going to interact with, yeah. and you know, as as I think about what Jesus said is saying right here, um, that as you are going, mm-hmm. um, and you pointed to us that it wasn't just about the go; it's about making disciples. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, at the core of it, it is about people. That's, mm-hmm. right. That's right. And so, yeah. it's the as you are going. Be about people. That's right, mm-hmm. and so, and, and we're, I think we're all guilty of it. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, that yeah. we we lose that focus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, as I listened to the sermon, as I uh, had a couple experiences on Sunday, um, God just used it as a reminder that sometimes it's the little things yeah. that matter. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. It's the it's the catching a guy by an arm just to say hello. Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. the Hey, I'm glad you're here. It's yeah. a smile. It's a handshake. I mean, like it's like we sometimes we we pass over those things, and but God will use those things to to create a place that a person feels welcomed and that they belong, um, so that they're then receptive to the gospel. Yeah. And it was it was just a beautiful reminder of that on Sunday. Yeah. Um. And so. So really, that, really that cool. Moving at his pace. Good. I, I mm-hmm. struck,
3: even Sunday morning after hearing that, there was a there was a moment I was at the coffee bar talking to someone that I needed to talk to. I was trying to get by my life group to say mm-hmm. hello on my way to another life group that I right. had said I was gonna come to. Mm-hmm. And so I already felt the the time pressure of that, and then I, as I'm walking, I see someone coming. And I'm like, I really, <laughs> I really need to speak to that person, right? But I'm kind of hoping
0: they don't see me because
3: I need to get to this other
0: thing. And That's so right.
3: It's, mm. I mean, you feel it. You yeah. do. That's right.
0: You feel it. So let's let's talk a minute for about. Uh, let's talk a minute for about. You're <laughs> uh, a yeah. great host. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you wow. That's super cool. If thank you, you. To, thank you, Neil. Just I want to of Neil. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, no, I want us to talk for a minute about um, discipleship because because mm-hmm. Mark, you brought up uh, earlier, I think the idea of um, how we view discipleship. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes we separate sort of evangelism mm-hmm. and discipleship as two That's separate right. things. So, and you, I think you shared a helpful perspective. Uh, yeah. It, it, there's different ways to parse the words out, and What's a, the
1: lot, best way? a lot, a lot of it way? is semantics. I have a way, um, <laughs> but I don't care about the way as much as um, just the the basic philosophy and the understanding that when we talk about making disciples, that it's all inclusive from that person who doesn't know Christ who needs to hear the gospel. To the strong believer who still is taking next steps mm-hmm. in their journey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All of that is growing as a disciple. And I think sometimes we, when we think about discipleship and my calling on my life to make disciples, some of us will lean more heavily toward well, what that looks like for me is sitting in a small group, making sure that there's accountability. Right. And we'll completely yeah. miss the whole component of. Evangelism as a part of that comprehensive calling, mm-hmm. or you'll flip on the other yeah. side. I'm really great at evangelism. I share my faith wherever I go, but I haven't sat with somebody and
0: confessed right. sin in years. Right. And so, so in that way, you know, so let's let's say I'm 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 in a relationship with someone, mm-hmm. uh, having gospel conversations with that person. Mm-hmm. They haven't become a believer. They 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 haven't reached the point of salvation or accepting Jesus, um, but I am actively having conversations. I am discipling that person right. toward becoming a disciple for Jesus. That's yeah, right. uh-huh. yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's. I think even perspective. you know,
3: when we mentioned discipleship at home. I, I think with my children, I've never thought this until this conversation. But I, I don't think about it like, well, I'm going to just be their dad for a period, and then after they're saved, mm-hmm. I'll start discipling them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I, I have always viewed it as we start discipling them. That's right. From day one, and then there's a moment in that. Mm-hmm. process where Lord willing they they're saved. Yeah, that's right. And mm-hmm. we continue discipling mm-hmm. them yeah. moving forward. That's but right. I've never applied that same principle in the same way to people outside of right. my family.
1: Where the semantics gets in is when you talk about discipleship, mm-hmm. some would question what how do you disciple someone who's not even a believer. Mm-hmm. Right. Um in that sense, discipleship for them is taking a believer as a follower of Jesus, who's already a follower and helping them grow. Right. right. I, I don't get stuck up, stuck on that. Stuck up. <laughs> I think about you don't get yeah. stuck on hosting. I'm Let's glad. Take a poll yeah. online. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't get stuck in that, that, that tight of a definition, but I do understand that there is a, there's a difference between helping someone move toward a decision mm-hmm. to become a follower sure. and someone who's saying, okay, I am a follower now help me grow. Mm-hmm. Um, it all falls under the umbrella of our responsibility, and yeah. that's what I want to make sure. Yeah, no doubt. To... Yeah. And,
2: and I think how you've led us, uh, mm-hmm. specifically you, and, and our definition of what discipleship is going to look like, it fits, mm-hmm. right? Because it is to care, guide, and encourage. That's right. That care component it doesn't say care for only Christians. That's, that's exactly right. right. It is, it is yep. care, yeah.
1: and, exactly and it, it, right. there's
2: no time limit on that either, right? right. So we, we care until it's, Jesus cared physically for those who didn't yet trust him, yeah. leading them to the truth of the word, and then... Encourage them to, to mm. take steps of yeah, obedience right. in him. That's right. Um, it applies so. all the way across. Yeah, and that made. was kind of the point that you made
0: uh, as it related to baptism on Sunday. Right. Like, you know, there is a point at which, as we go, that we call people to a decision. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I, I think that's that's important that, you know, we're not just going out and having, you know, trying to have a relationship with people, but never really. That's right never really calling
2: them to a, a right. point of... Because I think it is mm-hmm. kind to do good things for them, to care for them. Mm-hmm. But it, I think if we only care for their their earthly or, mm-hmm. or their right now physical needs, and we never give them the greatest need, uh, right. or at least an answer to the greatest need, mm-hmm. I think that we don't love them at all, and we're not caring for them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so e- each one of those things is care, guide, and encourage, uh, much like the, the go, the baptize, and the teach, they're all means Uh to get to the end. They're not, they're not ends and of themselves. Mm -hmm. So we're not caring just for the sake of caring or guiding for the sake of guiding or even encouraging for the sake of encouraging. Mm -hmm. All of those are pointing to Christ Uh in the same way, Sean. And I I didn't even think about it until, until you were saying it a while ago. And it, it helped create a picture in my mind of, of the great commission um, that, that if at the center of all of the great commission is the person that, Mm -hmm. that was created in the image of God, that, that, because mm-hmm. of the fall in Genesis 3 is separated from God, but they still they still mm-hmm. hold his image. That God has called us outside to, to go to baptize and to teach. And, and all of those things, God in his grace is restoring back to what was broken before. And, and in that, that, that those all things are just a means to get to the end. And I think the, the fear that I have, because the circles that I run in, the, the, the life that I live, the, the school that I've been a part of, we sometimes make that means the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's all about going. It's all about the baptism numbers. Mm-hmm. It's all about just teaching them the right things, making sure you have the right theology. Mm-hmm. Well, again, those things are just means mm-hmm. to get to the end. And the end is the person restored mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. to the Father. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so thank you for sharing that. Wait, that. That gave me some good clarity.
4: I'd go further than that, though. Do it. The end is the glory of God. That's exactly right. Yeah. Like, so the image of God in that person is ultimately for his glory. That's right. So, so yes, I mean like, yes, that person, but you're, you're, you're loving, you're caring for that person. You're guiding Mm -hmm. them according all for the glory of God, because that, that's what they were created to be, to, to be the Mago that Mm -hmm. gives God glory. That's right. And, um, and so, so to, to know that, to, to know that our really fulfillment and our mm-hmm. joy really does come out of giving glory to God. Mm-hmm. Like, so that, even that piece connected, you don't, you don't leave one without the other. Right? right. And so, um, there's so, to me, there's so many pieces of this that you have to hold together. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us to have a full picture of what Jesus desires for us to do mm-hmm. versus, mm-hmm. Hey, I'll just take that piece or that piece or, That's right. but to, to it's have all- a good, understanding of. Mm. I'm glad we put the glory of God in the end of our mission
2: statement. That's make, makes me feel better after mm. what Sean just <laughs> said. <laughs> I hate to be like, and to just restore them to the Father. And Sean's like, no, and you got to, yes, There's a reason. <laughs> we're that. there, baby. So, Come we're on. There. I love it. Dude, that was great. All really, right. really good. So uh, I want to
0: dive into the deep end here. Oh, uh, boy. So there was a, uh, uh, oh, well, man. Josh, you brought this
2: up. And so um, yes, I, well, I only brought so, it up in here <laughs> prior to our conversation. I did not bring it up in church yesterday. Yeah. Uh,
0: so so the, the, the question being, um, and, and it's interesting because I, I don't think I've ever really thought about this, but you know, uh, your view of was the Great Commission, did Jesus intend the Great Commission uh, for all believers or was he speaking to men only? Right. That, that was kind of the question. Right. You and I right. would
2: say, uh, if we're nuancing it now because we're already in the deep end and people already heard that, uh, <laughs> it's either. probably three different. Drop the bottom <laughs> three <laughs> questions. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Number one is this commission only to the disciples who were gathered that day? Mm-hmm. Right. So is it is it as specific? So for example, last week, or uh, if you're looking at your calendar, on the seventh, no. Yesterday was the seventh. If you're looking at the 31st of July and you go back and you listen to that sermon, we talked about Luke chapter 10 and Jesus sending out the 72. Okay? Those were 72 specific people to go and take a message of reconciliation or the kingdom coming into the world that Jesus was about to go into. So they were specifically called them to go do that. Now, we can learn from that and we can take some uh, teachable moments that they had and we apply them to our life. But that call was specific to that 72 in that time and place. Right. For the Great Commission, I think we generally hear that as it is the Great Commission given to them and to us in the same way in time and space through all uh, all generations. Why? Because at the end it says, I will be with you until the very end of the age. So it just kind of fits. But is Jesus speaking only to those disciples who were gathered in that place on that day for that space and time and humanity? Okay. Option one option 2 because it says that the uh, the uh, disciples the um Eleven. They, the 11 were mm-hmm. were gathered what we can understand then also is that they were speaking to men being gathered so then then you have to think okay well well maybe it's not as specific to to just the the 11 who were there but okay is this call only to men okay or is this call a general call to all the redeemed of the Lord that now have a responsibility to take this message to the world as they are going? Yeah. All right. Why is that important? Why is that question important? You're like, well, I've never thought about it before. Well, I think we we have the privilege, and all of us in this room are men. We, we have a privilege in the sense of, well, sure, it makes sense to us. We need to go and do it. Has there been a season in church history? Are we in a season of church history, uh, particularly in our denomination, maybe maybe even in our church, where we looked at some women and say, um, you can go, but you can't baptize. Or you can go, and maybe you can baptize, but it can't be in our baptistry, but it can be on the mission field, um, but you can't teach. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe you can teach, but it has to be under certain regulations and, and sitting in, in this time and space and not that time and space. So we begin to, to regulate what this great commission doesn't seem to regulate, mm-hmm. that there seems to be an all call for, for the disciples gathered on this day. I understand there's 11 here, mm. but as we apply it to our life and, and we delay this mandate over us, is it a mandate that, that lay over men differently than women? Now, hear me out. I believe fully in a male headship. I believe fully that God has created an order and that in gender, there is a created order. I believe that, that men are to be lead. Uh, I believe that a male um, should be your lead pastor. Um, I, I believe that with all that I am, and we could sit down and talk through that. But as I look to this, I am, I am convicted that, that, that men and women are called to this task. Mm-hmm. If we are Great Commission Baptists, if we are Great Commission people, for that matter, throughout Baptists... If we are great commissioned people because the Lord Jesus commissioned us to do it, I don't think it's nuanced between men and women in the going or the baptizing or the teaching. Uh, I do believe there's time and space for those things, and I believe that, again, in that order, and and not one verse does a theology make. So hear me out. I'm not saying in, in two verses do we create a whole theology. We have the whole 66 books of the Bible. And Paul's letters are key for us uh, to understand created order and how we, we walk forward and, and even church order. But I wonder, um, I wonder if for, for so long have have we as church leaders um, on a day give, give a blessing of Great Commission. Go, go, go. Teach, baptize, and and go, um, and then when it actually comes down to it, we're like, hey, time out, women, you can't do that, mm. you can't do that. Right. Mm. So it's it's a tension, mm-hmm. yeah, it's mm-hmm. a tension. Because if if we sat down, and you said, okay, preacher, I hear your your thought, and it may be different than my thought. Explain it out, um, and I think if, if we sat down, we would explain it out, and there would be parameters. Because I, again, I mm-hmm. believe in male headship. I believe that that preaching. In, in the big room on Sunday morning, as it pertains to the the vision casting and leadership and the edification of the church, that is designated to to male headship. I believe that with all that I am. Um, that is not to be chauvinistic. I believe that is to be biblical. Um, but I don't believe that women have no role in teaching. Mm-hmm. Of course they do. They have to. When we get to the end of Romans, you're going to hear about a girl named—oh, oh, a girl. You're going to hear about a <laughs> godly woman named Phoebe. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't necessarily know what she did, but she did something mm-hmm. really, really, really important for the church. Mm-hmm. Enough for Paul to say, remember this holy woman because she's been my right-hand person. Mm-hmm. And that's a big statement for the Apostle Paul to make, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's something that, that it's good for us to wrestle with, um, not because it's some progressive. Now, mm-hmm. this is something that's been wrestled in church history from the very beginning. I was going right.
3: to ask that. Did, did early church history, do we have anything that kind of says this is how they... At the earliest,
2: interpreted that and what that looked like. I, I think so. Now, all right, we're, we're, we are jumping way <laughs> off into the deep <laughs> we're end. We're in the deep end. Deep, <laughs> deep end now. We do. We are at Broadmoor Baptist Church. We just celebrated 2,000 in a, in a worship attendance on one Sunday in one service. The early church history had knew nothing yeah, of that. Nothing. That's right. not a thing. Right. Like mega church, <laughs> it's not a thing <laughs> in in the scripture. So it's it's really hard for us, even right. as as we. Search out. Okay, are we are we biblical in what we do here at Broadmoor? It is so hard because the church that we understand through Acts and throughout the New Testament, mm-hmm. It's a different. It, yeah. It's different. Right. It is different for us. So, and here here's where I think it is different. But I think the tension is still there. When whenever um, churches churched, whenever whenever they met together again, New Testament, it wasn't in buildings like this. Mm-hmm. Um, they they met in homes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they they didn't necessarily even have a lead pastor. Um, They had people who would stand up and give testimony to what the Lord was doing. And they would read the letters Mm -hmm. um, because, again, it's not canonized scripture yet until uh, 300 AD, Mm -hmm. right? And so they're just standing up, giving giving testimony, reading Old Testament to the scrolls, to the sacred text. But I still think that there's there's a tension because as we read, there were men, uh, men and women who both played really important roles through mm-hmm. through the church, Yeah. and even even as as the church is unfolding in Acts, there are, are accounts mm-hmm. of of women not not only just teaching, but teaching with such authority that they are correcting apostles, mm. and what they are teaching. Yeah, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so I, I do think it is right for us to hold that tension. Mm-hmm. Now you may ask the question, well, why why do we believe what we believe? Let's be clear, Baptist isn't from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. It's not even from the very beginning of the Protestant faith, right? <laughs> so we're not just going back to the 1500s. Uh, Southern Baptist isn't even something that, that is old either. It's, mm-hmm. it's relatively new. right? Uh, and so you got to remember our roots and where we come from. I just think it's a right tension for us to yeah. hold. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. I'm sure we'll get tons of feedback for this, <laughs> this conversation. <laughs> if there's a deeper end, I don't think we need to I go there know, right now. But right. all that to say, so Josh, what are you saying? I believe with, okay, what do you believe? I believe that this commission is given to men and women. That it should be the desire of all redeemed people to make the name of Christ known and to make people who were apart from Christ, part of Christ for the glory of God and the good of their communities. Like, I believe that's true. So when we have our mission statement that we are a united family of faith, joining Jesus on his mission for the glory of God and the good of our communities. I don't believe that there's a man section for that and a woman section for that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I believe that we are all under that banner, mm-hmm. and we run, we run fast and we run hard, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. at the end of time when we stand before the Father, this is what we've done with what you've trusted to us. Mm-hmm. That's good. Do you have a different way? I, I did a lot of talking in that seven-minute segment. <laughs> Somebody push back.
4: I don't, I don't think, think I, have I any, can. I don't really. think I have any pushback. Just some other observations, if I can.
2: Um, it's a nice way of saying you got pushback. <laughs> <laughs> we'll set meetings with Neil and Neil like, oh, side. Some, yeah, yeah. yeah. some observations. Some observations.
4: No, you I think I think one <laughs> is um, lit living into the tradition of the church mm-hmm. uh, as a pastor. I think for me, I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that look like? Um, because we we do have, we have women in some very important roles mm-hmm. um, in our church. And so as a pastor, just to know that I, I'm trying to figure that out, mm-hmm. like try to understand that the best that I can. If I if I look back at Great Commission though, uh, not that Jesus has to cover himself, but he says, yeah. go and make disciples and teaching them all the things I've commanded you and that being one of the things, mm-hmm. right? And so... So if I'm gonna go teach, I'm gonna teach other people to go, yeah and so so the them is inclusive even if he's just speaking to the eleven that's right it's inclusive to anyone that they would go teach to right. go and do these same things mm. that's right right and so so just that observation right there is like um that that commission is for everyone mm-hmm. yeah um wh- whether the women are standing there and the writer fails to mention them or if it's just the eleven, it still includes the women. And then if I if I pair that, like the whole idea of not one verse, Mm -hmm. but if I now pair that with what I see in Acts, Mm -hmm. where um, at least we know they went back and when they gathered gathered in their home, Mm -hmm. there was 120 people there. And it was with the women. That's exactly right. And Peter stands up Preaches to this group of people, mm-hmm. and we see in that moment that that's where Pentecost happens, right. and they're hearing all in the house right. speak about this gospel in their own language. And then Paul begins to talk about how, but the brothers, but but if we get down into the Greek, that can mean brothers and sisters, right. and they can give, um, they can teach confidently about this gospel that you've heard of. That's right, and, and so. So if I pair that with the Acts, then there's this understanding exactly that that commission right. mm-hmm. is for yeah. mm. all who believe. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. That's good. Well, and I think the thing I I like about the conversation is it keeps driving you back to what really does the word say, right? right. Because That's exactly we all come right. from different faith backgrounds <laughs> and traditions and churches and things like that. And it's easy to get those two things kind of mixed, mixed up, up, right? And why do you really believe what you believe about that? And why do we teach what we teach about that? And so mm-hmm. just as we don't necessarily always have the answer, I, I hope what we are always doing is looking mm-hmm. back to the word for the answer, mm-hmm. uh, where it can be found and not trusting yeah. just in, not that all tradition is wrong, because some of that was based definitely on the word, but going back past the tradition to the word. That's exactly right.
2: Yeah, I, I remember um, one of my seminary professors um, Dr. Danny Nance, uh, who who taught Systematic 1 and 2 for me, um, he said, you know, if, if you ever get to a place where um, the Word of God and tradition differ, uh-huh. that you should always choose the Word of God to supersede right. tradition, because um, tradition will not stand at the last day, but uh-huh. the Word of God will endure that's forever. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. right. Um, and, and I think that's wise for us. Um, uh-huh. But I do think our natural inclination is to say, well, how did how did my mom and daddy do this? Uh-huh. How right. did my grandparents do this? How, how, did, how did the... <laughs> How did the people hundred years ago do this? Because in our minds, hundred years is old. And it's mm-hmm. a long time ago. All right. Well, we're we're talking about a faith that, I mean, Christ lived two thousand years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and then the calling of Abram is probably two thousand years mm-hmm. prior to that. Uh, so anyway, uh, tradition is I think helpful sometimes, yeah. but it should never supersede yeah. the scriptures. But I That's think right. that is one of the struggles that we have.
1: We all deal with. But I know we've got people in our church who 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 get uh, who feel that um, frustration because in a sense what it what it feels like we're saying is all those people before you you were wrong that's right mm-hmm. you interpreted scripture incorrectly and we, we know more than you right so who yeah. are we right. to say you're mm-hmm. wrong yeah that's you not know? the case mm-hmm. and and so i think that's the that's the tension mm-hmm. of of changing what right. feels like a change in and mm-hmm. how yeah. we interpret scripture
3: yeah yeah mm-hmm.
0: Well, we covered a lot of ground today, guys. Mm. This good. good, man. Yeah. Are we already yeah. done? We're well, way past time. I mean, we're we're kind of there. Yeah, it's, uh, that
1: went
2: by so fast. That was so fun. It really did. That was point too. But I hope as as we hear this, I know you're like, well, "I was trying to wrap it up." Here you go again. Um, <laughs> I would never say that, John. Uh, you you would give me a look, and I know what it means. Um, Mm-hmm. this series is home. The series is we want you to be well-informed about the church you're a part of or the church you're coming to be a part of. And, mm-hmm. and I pray that what you have just heard with from some of your pastors um, is this is our heartbeat. We, mm-hmm. we want mm-hmm. to love the Lord and His Word um, more than we want to do mm-hmm. anything else in our life. Um, yeah. We are a Southern Baptist church. Um, mm-hmm. That is who we are. We are unapologetic about that. Um, but to, to always be clear, um, the Word... Will always supersede everything Mm -hmm. else, Um, and that is true of even things that that we love um, in our own personal lives. uh, It's the it's the second value, um, uh, and and the expectation um, that we run behind uh, that the Word of God is the authority of our life, that Mm -hmm. it will it will supersede everything we do. Mm -hmm. So, if you were looking for a church and you're listening to this podcast for the first time, you can you can you can write it down um, Mm -hmm. that that the Word of, of God will will drive us some days that'll make us feel really comfortable and sweet and fun uh, and then some days it is going to be really uh, contentious mm. awkward um, and just sometimes just downright uncomfortable mm-hmm. and that's okay yeah we're okay with it because the Lord holds us that's mm. right
0: it's a good word so as we uh, as we kind of wrap up and, and leave I'll leave you with a little quick story Do Um it. So uh, as part of our move up Sunday, mm-hmm. we had preschoolers in the room for the first yeah, time, we did. right? Yeah. So <laughs> all these little ones, in fact, you had them all stand up on their seat. I was, I was so tense for that moment. <laughs> I thought some, some little preschoolers gonna fall and crack their head open. Um, so my wife gets a text last night um, or Sunday night from a preschool mom who had her preschooler in the room for the first time. and. It was telling this, conveying this story that basically we came out to sing the first song and my image was on the screen, right? And and this preschooler leans over to to his mom and says, Mommy, is that God? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I was like, "Uh, no, that is not God. God. (laughs) Um, But, you know. But what
2: a sobering moment. It it is really, you know. And they see the authority, And the Uh, things you sing and the things we say as... Something so I, so, as we,
0: so as we talk about discipleship, yes, parents disciple your preschoolers. That you know those that you see on the platform are not God. Not. Right? That's right. That's Tell right. them that yeah.
2: God is bald headed with a beard. <laughs> that's what he looks like. That uh, is the heavenly form. Uh, not everybody on earth looks like that, but some do. Yep. Yeah.
0: So anyway, that's, funny. that's hey, great. great. <laughs> uh, I, I got a kick out of that though. That was funny. was yeah, um, funny. Hey, great, uh, great discussion today, guys. Uh, as always, it's a lot of fun. So happy to serve with you guys. And You like
2: it. I love you guys. This
0: has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org. Or connect with us on your favorite social media platform, where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.